It came from the splendid swamplands. What, you may ask? Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University. Not far from Splendid Elementary. And it's been an exciting week nearby Splendid Elementary. As this week's story will attest, this week our tale combines many of your favorite Mystery Lab characters. It's another crossover episode. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. It came from the Splendid Swamplands. Nearby Splendid Elementary is an old abandoned uranium enrichment plant. Uranium is a chemical that is used to fuel nuclear reactors. And it can be quite dangerous. The plant nearby Splendid operated successfully from the 1950s up until its abrupt closing in 2001. At the time, Splendid was rocked. As many of our residents, 150, if I remember correctly, worked at that plant and they all lost their jobs. Something else bad happened many years later. In the late summer of 2019, when a radioactive leak from the plant seeped into the air around Splendid, into the Splendid water supply, and into the soil in the swampy lands between our favorite elementary school and that plant, the result was horrifying. The animals that lived in those wetlands changed as a result of the radiation exposure. The frogs and salamanders and mosquitoes that called this area home would never be the same again. It was recess on the splendid elementary playground. Kickball was played. Sounds of joy rang from the swing sets. Kids played in the late summer sun. Kid superheroes Buck Travers, Tracy Thompson, Mandy Magic, and Robert Robertson played on the monkey bars and talked of upcoming movies. Mrs. Lyons' Earth Power Force team made last-minute preparations to a presentation on pollution that was due that very afternoon. Inside... Nick Newton hid in a closet from his fellow classmates and teachers, playing a farming craze game on his teacher's smartphone. He had gotten trouble for borrowing it before, but Nick couldn't help himself. He was obsessed with video games. Outside, kid superheroes, the Earth Power Force team, and other splendid youth stared in awe at a giant frog. A frog the size of a car had hopped smack dab in the middle of a roaring kickball game. A salamander the size of three playground seesaws was spotted next, and suddenly the air was 
full of dozens of mosquitoes the size of kindergartners. Inside, Nick made a startling discovery. He was sure he spotted a boy, Tanner Thompson, who had been missing for months, alongside a girl he didn't know, but he had deduced her name to be Max because the two seemed to be trapped inside this video game. They held a banner declaring, Tanner, Max, Trapped, Video Games, Mr. X, Bad Guy, Help. I believe that is mine, a deep, menacing voice startled Nick. Nick sputtered, there are kids trapped in your game. His teacher responded, what have I told you about stealing and the dangers of video games? As for the other, the trapped kids, I really wish you hadn't seen that. Nick ran. He bolted down the hall and escaped outside. He was out of breath, panicked. His teacher followed close behind. Nick was so shaken he didn't even notice the radiation-infested giant animals that now plagued the playground and the screams of his classmates all around. Nearby, the kid superheroes were formulating a plan to combat the swampland creatures. Tracy was distracted. Tracy, Nick screamed. Nick, what is it? Tracy shouted back. Tracy was about a half a football field away. Nick was running toward her, but she could barely hear him. Nick was usually a pretty quiet kid, but not now. It's your brother. I know where he is. This phone. This game. He held the stolen phone high, but his mission was cut short when a 20-foot-long tongue wrapped itself around him and he was sucked into the mouth of a giant frog, one nearly the size of a school bus. Nick! Tracy cried, running toward him. She didn't make it, however, when a giant fly swooped down and scooped her up. Buck flew after her, but his rescue attempts didn't last long as a gigantic snake stopped his momentum and wrapped him up in a coil. Mandy Magic could see that they were woefully outnumbered, she had an idea of rounding up the Earth Power Team and teleporting them all somewhere. Robert Robertson used a metal shape-shifting device he had invented to turn a variety of playground equipment into cages that he used to trap one mutant animal after another. It was the only thing so far that appeared to be working. But he couldn't keep up. A dozen flies and mosquitoes and lizards and frogs were trapped, but so many more remained. Robert had to retreat inside the school with his classmates as the adults put the school on lockdown. They were safe inside. Teachers tried to get control of the situation, counting heads and taking names. Everyone was present and accounted for except for Nick Newton. Three kid superheroes the entire Earth Power Team, and four teachers, Mr. Brains, Miss Robinson, 
Mrs. Lyon, and the P.E. teacher were nowhere to be found. Police arrived on the scene, interviewed witnesses, and came up with a plan. Robert Robertson snuck out a window when no one was looking. Where do you think you're going? A girl's voice beckoned from nearby. She was a middle schooler and was accompanied by two boys about her same age. Who are you? Robert asked. The girl responded, I'm Jen. These are my partners, Red and Ben. The boys managed a simultaneous hi. Jen continued, We're the kid detectives. We're here to help. I'm Robert. I'm one of the kid superheroes, I know. Jen finished his sentence. Red was super excited. Yeah, we're big fans of your work. Ben cut the introductions short. We better get a move on. There's a lion out there in the yard right now. Robert corrected him. That's Mrs. Lion. She teaches here. She's cool. Red was shocked. You have a teacher that can turn into a lion? Yeah, Robert confirmed. Looks like she's holding her own, too. Mrs. Lyon, in her lion form, had indeed pushed back all the unwelcome, radiation-infused mutant animals back away from the school, retreating back to the swampland from whence they came. Mrs. Lyon and Robert Robertson teamed up. She scared the animals and backed them off, while Robert created cages out of nearby fence and electrical wiring and trapped one fly, mosquito, lizard, frog, and more after another. Preferring investigation to action-packed battle, the kid detectives pressed on in an attempt to locate Buck, Tracy, and the frog that swallowed Nick Newton. Jen gave the orders. The lion and Robert have the animals under control. We'll find the others. Look in the direction they're all retreating. Red was putting the pieces of the puzzle together. That's the old uranium plant. Ben added, I've only heard of it. Mom and Dad told me never to come out this far. My grandpa used to work there. It closed before we were born. Why are there animals retreating toward the factory? Red asked nervously. I don't know, Ben added, but I'm sure the police will figure it out. Or we will, Jen insisted. Not far away from the action, Mandy Magic had teleported Eben, Angel, Robert, Troy, Hannah, Pedro, Odetta, Wesley, Eva, and Rainbow, the Earth Power Team, a half a mile away to get them to safety, not realizing they would land knee-deep in the middle of the splendid swamplands. Gross, Evan screeched, not at the fact that they were in swamplands, but at the condition of the land. Odetta added, yeah, look at all these bottles and fast food bags. The litter bug must have been here for sure. It was Eva who noticed a strange smell. Rainbow suggested that pollution from the nearby uranium factory might be to blame. The others came up with a plan to test the water and soil around them and tried to use their findings to come up with an antidote for whatever had such a strange impact on those swampland animals. Luckily, they had some necessary materials with them. Remember, at recess, they were prepping for their upcoming afternoon pollution presentation. After much work, Robert and Mrs. Lyon had all the mutant creatures contained, and even better, they were soon reunited with Mandy Magic and the Earth Power Team 
the kid detectives investigated the old abandoned uranium plant. And it's good somebody did, because they found a very sticky Nick Newton, who had been spit out. Apparently I didn't sit well in that frog's tummy, he joked. I lost Coach X's phone, though. The kid detectives encouraged Nick to relax until the authorities arrived. He was quite light-headed and didn't say any more. Mrs. Lyon was the final piece. Her students needed to come up with a solution that would shrink the many wondrous wetland animals back to their normal selves. Thankfully, it worked, and soon all returned to normal. Well, mostly normal. Kid superheroes Buck Travers and Tracy Thompson were nowhere to be found. The kid detectives investigated along with the splendid police force and the students and teachers and staff of Splendid Elementary, but they were nowhere to be found. Where could they be, listeners? Fortunately, I know exactly what came of Buck and Tracy. I can assure you that they are okay, mostly, though they may need some help as an even bigger adventure than this one is about to befall them. Find out the fate of Buck and Tracy, and so much more, on the one-year anniversary episode of this program, Episode 50, a chapter that, like this one, will combine many of the characters you've come to know and love over the course of the past 12 months. It's simply too big a tale for this week, listeners. Next week's episode, episode 49, will see us revisiting the work of our forest kid explorers. We need to get to know a little bit more about them before episode 50. It's getting intense, isn't it? October is right around the corner, too, and we have a month full of trick-or-treat and Halloween-fueled adventures, including a story idea from young Paul a listener of this program who wanted us to tell a tale of... Well, I don't want to spoil the secret. November will see the return of Turk and Porkchop, and you'll get to meet the last giggly putts. Yes, the August winds of summer have blown us into September, and fall is near. We have many fun fall adventures ahead, listeners. In the meantime... Be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful and weird week. I'll be back soon. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a tree or a shrub. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.